All right, and welcome into the Buffalo Basement Podcast. I am your host every week, Matt Diger. And as always, to my left here, we got Pat Bruckness. Uh, thank you so much for joining us again tonight, Pat. Um, and uh, everybody else, thank you for joining us along this ride that we have going on right now. Um, we are presented to you guys by Iliad Apollos. Definitely check them out for some of the best food in Western New York. Uh, 3785 South Park Avenue, Blaisdell, New York, 14219. Definitely, definitely check them out. And uh, Pat, whenever you're ready, go ahead. And our other sponsor is Sons of Erie. Check, they have hats, apparel, paintings like the one behind me. If you want to check that out, that'll be www.sonsoferie.com. And you want to tell us also what else is going on we have right now on our Twitter page? Yes, we are having a giveaway brought to you by Sons of Erie. The question is a trivia question. We see here. So basically, we put on our Twitter at Buffalo Basement Pod, we we put out a trivia question where it's a question and we will, if you put the answer in the comments, and we will draw the winner Sunday after the game. And the what's that question, is, Pat? In the 1992 divisional round of the AFC AFC playoffs, when the Buffalo played Pittsburgh, name me the one player who caught name me the player who caught the first touchdown of the game, and who was the quarterback who threw it to him? Yep, and uh, just comment that in our on our Twitter page, and uh, definitely we'll pick one of the winners from there. So definitely, I want to thank everybody for joining us here tonight. Anybody that comments on that uh, with an uh, with the correct answer, we will be spinning that after um, after the game on Sunday to give that away. So definitely, uh, definitely check that out on our uh, you know on our Twitter page. That one's in in my uh, in my handle right here after after my name there. It's Buffalo. A BSMT pod. Definitely check that out. Give us a like and follow. Um, and as always, like the video uh, for us because that definitely helps us out as far as the algorithm goes with YouTube and Facebook and everything else. So, Pat, we have uh, some exciting things going on for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, yes, we you know, we <laughs> we did beat the Miami Dolphins list this past week on Sunday night. Um, a little bit worrisome there for a while until uh, Deontay Hardy had that 96-yard uh, punt return, which kind of seemed to flip the script for the Bills a little bit. So, um, kind of tell tell me what your thoughts uh, about the game were at that uh, you know up until that point. Well, it was a roller coaster. At one point, I thought maybe we were going to be in Miami this weekend instead of hosting a playoff game. Josh Allen had two interceptions early. Both of them coming in the red zone, which he has not thrown a red zone interception all year. After the first one, I was kind of like, oh, my goodness, here we go. This is kind of how the season has gone. You know, you got Eli Apple picking off Josh Allen. Then on fourth and two, the interception where Josh Allen just threw it up, giving Gabe Davis a chance. I felt like our defense played well, really a tone setter with Christian Benford's interception, which I felt was a real tone setter to start the game. Yeah, no, absolutely it was. I mean, they, their first drive, we, you know, two or three tried to throw it deep to Tyreek. Um, and Benford came off of his guy and and uh, kind of ran with Tyreek Hill down the field and and ended up picking the ball off and giving the Bills a, you know, a, a shorter field than what they would have had if, it, if he had just knocked it down. Um, so I, I was very happy with that. And, uh, you know, it, it's, you know <laughs> – I'm 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 just ecstatic that the Bills, you know, ended up getting the two seed after everything that had went on, you know, six and six and six, six and five, five and five, you know, going through the roller coaster that they had this season. It it, it was just, you know, everything kind of worked out, and it the uh, that game was kind of a microcosm of the season, you know, for sure. Roller coaster all all the way through, and then you know you had a real high point at the end of the game. Um, Basically, just like we were six and six through the entire season, then we went on that five game run to, you know, close it out. So uh, definitely, definitely excited to have the Bills in the playoffs this year. Um, we found out earlier in the day, uh, you know, when the uh, the Titans stepped up and beat the the Jaguars, that both Pittsburgh and and the Bills would be in the playoffs. It just came down to seating at that point um, for the for the for the Bills game against Miami. Um, but I'm I'm very happy that we don't have to go back to Miami. Um, they are calling for a little bit of snow this weekend. <laughs> it looks like we're going to have a little bit of lake lake effect snow on Saturday, um, anywhere from you know seven inches and up. 
um, is what their the forecast is. So it seems like you know the the game upcoming, and we'll get back to the Miami game here in a second. But um, it seems like the game upcoming is going to be a, a little bit of a, a snow globe type game. So we'll we'll definitely see how that goes. We'll definitely get to all that stuff when we talk about Pittsburgh. But I want to continue on going um, with you know against uh, against Miami. So. With that being said, I mean, what else? What are what other takeaways did you have from that Miami game? Josh Allen might be the only quarterback who can have a rough first half and make up for it in the second half against a playoff team. He in the second half he went fourteen for fifteen with a passing touchdown. He took over yeah, I mean, the game in the second half. Yeah, he started out the game on his first pa- ten passing attempts. He was by, uh, um, he was five for ten, right? So right. After that, he went, what was it? Um, he only had like, he, he ended up 30 for 38. Yep, 30 so, for I mean, 38. That's, that's crazy that after that, he went um, 25 of 28. Like, that's that's just crazy to me that he was able to do, do that after those first 10 pass attempts. So, um, I mean, just going through, the, going through his stats real quick, 30 of 38, 359 yards. He had two touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, he had three sacks. He did he did lose that fumble to Christian Wilkins um, on that one. Uh, you know, and I'll, I'll get to something else here in a second as far as as far as Christian Wilkins goes. But um, you know, as far as the uh, you know his, his passer rating is a, was a one hundred and one. He did have um, you know fifteen rushing attempts for sixty seven yards. His long was a fifteen, um, and he just had the two touchdowns. So um, it was a pretty low scoring game overall. I mean, it was only 21, 14, you know, we were, I know here we were expecting, you know, myself personally with 30, 30, 34 to 27. I think you were 31, 24 or 31, yep, 21, 31, something 21. like that. Yep. And so we were expecting a lot higher of a scoring game, but man, for the bills to come out in the second half with backups and everything like that, they they really did you know like our like our commenter there says you know the backups who came in on defense because you had Rasul Douglas go out you had Terrell Dodson go out um, you know so it, a couple important pieces right there to this defense the backups really did come in and win the game for the Bills um, they had the Miami had five drives and they ran a total of seventeen plays in the second half. Like it's absolutely like that's that's crazy. Like that 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 means that they went three and out three times. Yeah, I mean that first half of that game was kind of like the first half of our season. The second half of the game was like the second half of our season. Mm-hmm. And we finally had something go our way, Matt, with the Trent Sherfield touchdown. Yeah, that was a little. Uh, <laughs> I really do think the Bills still score on that drive, even if he doesn't catch Agreed. it. But it was nice to see something like that kind of. A, a ball bounce for the Bills. I mean, you, you had something, you know, a bunch of stuff earlier in the season. You had the Cortland Sutton touchdown where it was on fourth down. Russell Wilson just throws the ball up, and it's a like a three percent catch chance or chance of a catch, and he catches the ball, like tapping his toes and getting it in. They initially called that, you know, called that no touchdown. Then they had to look at it and called it a touchdown. But like, it was just nice to see some of the things go go our way in that game, um, especially when it came down to that punt return. I mean, that was just, you know, I've been, I, we've been very hard on Matthew Smiley all, all year here on, you know, not only the Buffalo basement, but also on, on, you know, some of the other shows on built in Buffalo. Um, you know, it, it was nice to finally see the special teams kind of come through um, on, on a punt return that actually was a, you know, a game changing play. They did have a, a game-changing play earlier in the year against the Jets when they, you know, the first play of the game, they did, you know, make them fumble the ball. But those are the only two real plays that stuck out to me at all this year that were good plays. You know, I know Sam Martin did end up winning um, AFC Special Teams Player of the Month because he's been, you know, very good with putting the ball, you know, within the 10. Like, it's not very even, good. like, be, below the 20. It, it's within the 10. Um you know, between the 10 and the goal line. So as far as, as far as special teams goes, I, I was very disappointed all year. And then, and then that play happened and I don't care. <laughs> like they, they play won us the game. It, it basically did it. It swung momentum in a huge way. 
because you saw the Bills sideline. You saw Josh Norman running down the sideline for Deontay Hardy. You know, Deontay Hardy came here and, you know, he's got, he's got like a, a, a three year, uh, I think it's like what, $9 million, $12 million yes. deal. Yes. And, you know, it, it looked like he wasn't really anything special. Like we heard all <laughs> off season that, you know, he's always oh, this all pro punt returner, kick returner. Um, he's, he'll be able to get open and move side to side. And like, yeah, I, you know, watching film from a couple of years ago, I even thought he was like a, a, a mini Tyree kill, like kind of with the way that he can go from zero to 60 in, in a blink of an eye. Uh, but, and you saw that on the punt return, he got that punt return, found the lane and, and hit, 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 hit top speed. And oh was yeah. Gone. Um, the other nice thing too, is the, the Puna Ford. Cause you, you a lot of times you see the punter, um, stop, stop the, um, stop the guy or have a chance at him. Puna Ford made, made a heck of a block on that to, you know, allow him to just keep running and, and go whether the punter stops him or not. It just, it, you know, it, it was nice to see. It was really nice to see Very nice to something, see. something like that. And then the, the final drive for the bills where they just drove the ball down the field uh, or their final scoring drive, I should say, um, was nice to see because they were, they were able to just drive down the field and then um, Dawson Knox, for the touch for the touchdown, it kind of kind of disappointed me a little bit for our, our parlay because everything else had hit except for the clear Khalil Shakir touchdown that we had said, and um, he had stepped out at like the four or the five yard line, um, which would have been which would have been nice to see him finish that that drive off or you know had finished that playoff into the end zone. But um, we'll we'll go over a, you know our parlay for the for this weekend for the Bills Steelers game here um, at the end of the show. So definitely stay tuned for that, and that'll be brought brought, brought to you by uh, Ilya Apollos and Sons of Erie. So definitely definitely wait. Uh, you know we'll we'll go over that here in a little bit, but um, continue out on Miami. And I did want to touch on this a little bit real quickly. Um, as far as Christian Wilkins goes, I think he is truly turning into one of the dirtiest players in the game. Like what happens at the bottom of those piles? Like, I understand. Like, I get it. I played football myself. You, you scratch, you claw, you bite, you want to get the ball. I get right. that. You know, they're trying to get the ball back to, to win the game to try and stop them on third and one on, on a, you know, a basic tush pushed, you know, snow plow, whatever, whatever, whoever wants to call it, whatever you want at this point. Right. But for him to, again, now I think this is what the second or third time he's grabbed Josh in the crotch. Third. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's getting ridiculous and it's, it's weird. It's, you know, I think the first two times it happened, Josh took a personal foul. Um, and, and I really think that that's what he was trying to do at that point is to get him hot and have him get another personal foul because that, you know, instead of being fourth and one, now it's fourth and sixteen. Or third and sixteen, I should say, or you know, depending on how they figure it, because it would probably be after the play, so it'd be fourth and sixteen, and Miami has another chance. But again, you have Sam Martin coming out; he could <laughs> he could pin them, you know, down even lower than they were. So, um, and how do you think that final drive went for Miami after the Bills were stopped on that fourth and one? Well, at first, you know, they picked up. I think I believe they had like two or three straight completions. Tyreek Hill dropped the pass. I'm kind of like, oh boy. My biggest worry was Miami was going to score a touchdown and go for two. two. Yes, because yeah. they kind of had nothing to lose. Right. You know, yes, they could have the they could have the two seed, but at the same time, you know, try to like, you know, oh, we beat we beat Buffalo, you know, for the division. I but Taylor Rapp made a heck of a play. Heck of a yeah, play. Yeah, and he he made a he made a heck of a play on the play before as well you know, knocking that yeah. ball out of Tyreek's hands and almost causing an interception. If Benford would have, you know, maybe leaned a little bit more towards the sidelines, um, maybe he makes that play there. But Taylor Rapp, I mean, it was it was kind of funny because, you know, I was thinking about it during the game is all, all these players we've been, you know, not necessarily talking crap about during the season that, you know, they're horrible signings and they haven't done anything or they've, They've had bad games and and such and such. And it, it was like between Deontay Hardy having the punt return that you know flipped it and Taylor Rapp having that that breakup on the last play and that or on the, the, the last drive, and then also picking that uh, picking the ball off um 
on a, a horrible route that by Chase Claypool there that you know he should have should have been able to um, it, you know normal one you know kind of breaks a normal receiver kind of breaks that off and and cuts that a little flat there and potentially makes that catch and you probably don't see Taylor Rapp actually getting the interception there so I, I mean it, it you know unfortunately for the Bills. Taylor Rapp came up with the interception and ended the game right there. And they, you know, went into victory formation and ended, ended the game. So I was very, very happy to see that. I was very happy to beat the Dolphins. Uh, Josh moves to what, 11 and two now against the Dolphins, yes, he is. Uh, including both, including both the uh, regular season and postseason. Um, 11 and two. Uh, so, and he has, he has, you know, hex of heck of a game, Again, uh, against the Dolphins. This one was a little bit more seeming like last year's game in the Heat game, but you know, it, and to me, it you know, looking at some of these stats and things, um, like here, uh, you know, for the Bills, they had they had 473 yards of offense of total total offense. You know, uh, 345 in the passing game and 128 in the rushing game or in the uh, rushing yards. And so uh, to Miami's what, 260? Let me see yep. what, if I can find it here real quickly. 275 against, uh, uh, you know, so it, and, and only 108 yards in the um, – and it felt like those 108 yards were in the first half. Oh, yeah. So once everything settled down and everything like that, it, the Bills came up and, and, you know, played a heck of a game. So um, – it felt to me more like it was it was blowout territory as far as the stats go. Like if I was to tell you those stats, you would have told probably told me the the Bills won thirty five to fourteen or 35, 31 to fourteen, something Correct. like that, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean so we had five drives ahead. at Miami's thirty five or better that I know of. Mm-hmm. If we score on five of those on all five, that's thirty five points. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I mean. It, it's crazy to me to, to to actually have watched that game, and I, I've probably watched now four or five more times now, um, just looking at some of the film and things like that. But it, when it comes down to it, it it just seems like it just felt like a blowout. Like if you if you felt like or if you went into it looking at the film and you know stopped it before any bad plays happened you kind of felt that like we're just up and down the field on, on the Dolphins defense. Um, We tired them out. They did have Van Ginkle go down, which was unfortunate for them. You never like to see injuries. I mean, you really don't, you want to play best on best, but I was just happy to see the bills pull that out. And, you know, as far as some of the other things, the other thing I wanted to touch on real quickly as well um, so I know everybody saw the, 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 the first interception Josh threw in the red zone, right? So in the, in the end zone to Eli Apple. Right. So as far as that goes, I, you know, in my personal opinion, I don't know. I'm not Josh Allen. I'm not Gabe Davis. I, you'll never know who's actually, you know, wrong in that situation, but in my personal opinion, and taking everything in the context, it looked to me like Josh Allen, you know, set set everything, saw the blitz coming, and set a hot route. Um, and it looked like there was miscommunication there between him and Gabe Davis, where it looked like Gabe Davis was supposed to run the receiver off and turn around for the ball. Now, whether he was or not, I don't know. But taking into context everything that happened before the play, and then Josh going up to Gabe after the play as well and you know talking to him as far as that goes it it just kind of taking everything into context um and then later in the game you had another miscommunication on um on on one of josh's uh, on the only sack of the game right so right and it looked like either khalil shakir or uh trent shurfield and if, if anybody wants to see all 22 of that i know um you know Kevin Masseri uh, at Kevin Masseri posted that, um, and he is part of the you know the Going Deep Buffalo show that's on Wednesday nights. So definitely check him out as well um, on you know the built-in Buffalo network here. So, but if you want to see those, go to his his uh, Twitter page, and you'll be able to see those. And you can you can see that 
one of those receivers, whether it was Sherfield or Shakir, was supposed to run off the defender to kind of clear out the the lane for um, you know, for the guy basically coming underneath to to get that first down. And you know, Josh had the hot on there, and you could tell he was staring right at one of those two receivers. Just you can see his head turn to him. So um, the 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 biggest thing that I wanted I want to have taken away from that you know, my little spiel there is the miscommunication on the offense needs to stop. Otherwise they're not going to go very far in the, in the, uh, in the playoffs, you know, and I, I get, it's only two plays, but it's only two plays that we saw. Right. Because, or that we noticed because Josh Allen and, you know, you know, makes things happen all the time. And who's to say on on one of his scrambles somebody wasn't supposed to be open for him right away and he just took off instead or, you know, so I don't want to blame receivers. I don't want to blame Josh. I don't want to blame. They just need to fix it. And that's really what it comes down to is they, they need to fix the miscommunication. And you're now 18 full weeks into this season. Miscommunication should not be happening at the level it is. For right. The Bills. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. The, what these- are your thoughts on that? I agree with you, Matt. This should not be happening between Josh and Gabe. I mean, this is not their first year playing together. What is this? Their third? Fourth? Fourth. Fourth. It it should not be happening. I don't know if what Gabe is seeing compared to what Josh is seeing, but they're just not on the same page. Yeah, and it's it's been like that all year. And it, it you know, sometimes they are, sometimes they aren't. But um right. it seems like more often than not. Gabe doesn't seem to be in the right place or running the right route or anything like that. Um, and I, I love Gabe Davis. I hope they, I personally hope they re- bring him back for everything Me else too. that he brings to this team, you know, because you, he's a heck of a heck of a blocker on the outside on, on those receivers. That's why you see him in most games with a higher percentage of, of snaps played rather than, you know, other players, you know, that's why you see digs a little bit lower than Davis and it's not because Diggs can't do it. It's just Davis is better at that specific part of the game. I mean, and he should be. He's a bigger receiver than Diggs. So, um, you know, with that, that being said, any last takeaways for this game? Yeah. Um, Saber scored. I apologize. That's good. Hey, that's a good thing. Um, I do want to quickly shout out Sean McDermott's defense. Miami, with his five games with Miami against Buffalo, he is yet to break 100 yards in a single game. Sunday, he had seven receptions for 82 yards and a touchdown, which most of that came from the it came in the first half. So shout out and to Sean said, McDermott's defense. You said Tyreek? Yes. Yeah. I mean, and I know we were breaking that down last week. If anybody wants right. to go check that out, it's on YouTube or on our Twitter page. Um, definitely check that out on, on what we have broken down as far as Tyreek against the Bills. So um, definitely, definitely was a, a, a big thing to keep him under the, that hundred yard because they didn't have any other weapons. They couldn't. They really couldn't get anybody else open. And you, you right. know, you had, you know, I think Cedric Mel- Wilson made a couple of catches. Um, you know. Uh, uh, um, why can't I? I can't remember their uh, tight end's name right now. But uh, Smythe, I think he Smythe, made a catch yes. or two. Um, yep. But other than that, I mean, they they really didn't have any weapons. Mostert was out. Waddle was out, and they're they should be getting both of them back. So, and, and they're going into Kansas City. So, um, real quickly though, I do want to um, revisit our Twitter poll from last week, um, okay. just to kind of see, you know, where we were sitting as far as you know who was right, who was wrong. Um, I said the Bills would make the playoffs. I did take uh, the no on there, but it was more more superstition than anything else. But um, go ahead with the with the, what the Twitter poll was and what the uh, the percentages were. Yeah, so the Twitter poll was: Do the Bills make the playoffs? Yes, they win the second. They win, which means they get the second seed. No, or yes, but they get help. Eighty-one percent of the votes said yes, they get the second seed, which I was one of the people. Who voted they get the second seed? Eight percent said no, which means we missed the playoffs. And eleven percent said yes, but we get help, which we did get help, and we won. And how many votes was that out of that? Two hundred and fourteen total votes. 
Very nice. So, so definitely the, uh, the, uh, the, the yes, yes has had it <laughs> um, yes. either way. So we, we got help and we won. So, so definitely a good thing there. So, um, you know, definitely, definitely like, um, you know, one of our viewers said there, the coaches on defense and, and 17 won this game. They, he, he did Josh Allen took over the game. So um, from there, I do want to um, kind of move into, um, you know, the playoff roundup here. So, as far as um, as far as the playoffs go, let's let's go over the AFC first. Um, I know that the um, you know I have, you right have okay. yeah go ahead okay yeah Buffalo's at home against Pittsburgh, Kansas City's home against Miami, and Houston's home against Cleveland. Okay. Then for the NFC side, we have Tampa's home against Philadelphia, Detroit's home against the Rams, and Dallas is home against Green Bay. With obviously Baltimore having the bye week because they're the AFC one seed, and San Francisco being on a bye because of the NFC one seed. So, and there's a lot of a lot of um, um, narratives this week. There's a lot of narratives yes, this a week, lot. and um, you got Joe Joe Burrow. Uh, I'm sorry, Joe Burrow. Joe Flacco. Um, if he wins and the Dolphins lose, he goes back to Baltimore. That's one. Um, you got. Uh, you got Deshaun Hill. Watson. You got Deshaun Watson in that same game, even though he's hurt. Um, he's going back. The Cleveland Browns are going back to Houston to where they traded him. Tyreek Hill going back to Kansas City, the team that traded him. Um, you have in the NFC side, you have McCarthy welcoming in the Packers. Uh, and then you have Stafford against the Lions. So those are going to be some uh, those are going to be some good games. They they really are. The Bills play at one, um, but I know I'll be watching on sa- Saturday and oh, the yeah. late game on Sunday, and then the, the Monday night game as well. And that one's Philly and, and the Buccaneers. So and I think that that could the way that Philly's playing, I you know, and the way that uh, Tampa looks, if Baker Mayfield could have even an average game, they could they could go into Philly and, and win that game. I agree. You know, Philly's coming in in a slump right now, losing to what their last four. Yeah, that's not a good last way. three. I think it is yeah. last three. But, uh, that's not um, a good way you want to enter the playoffs. They, it, it's it's Tampa going into Philly, right? No, Dallas won the division, so it's Philly going into Tampa. Oh, Philly's going into Tampa. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, it, the Tampa's going to be at home. Philly's got to go in there. They got to travel, and it, it's going to be one extra day. Jalen Hurts is hurt. Um, he hasn't thrown a football since since the injury. So I can't. I cannot believe Sirianni had those guys playing. You know, I get it because they could have you know went up, but AJ Brown got hurt. Jalen Hurts got hurt. Um, you know, and there was a, there was another player or two that got hurt in that game for them against. The Giants, like I get it, but like they should have, they should have realized that the Giants came to play and taking the guys out as soon as they, you know, as soon as the Giants went up um, on them, <laughs> like big. And, I mean, AJ Brown didn't practice today. Yeah, that, that, that it just blows my mind that some of these coaches in the NFL are, are costing their teams with injuries and things like that. And it's, you know, we got the, the, the opposite thing when we talk about Baltimore and we'll, we'll get into more of that next week. Um, but they're going to be off. Their players are going to be off for three weeks and you can't replicate game action um, in practice. Like, I don't, I don't care how fast you go. You, you can't, you're not hitting the guys in practice the same way you're going to hit your opponent. Um, so We'll get to that more next week, but um, so as far as let's kind of go through that real quickly. So okay. I have the bill, you know, we'll, we'll go give our score predictions, you know, when we go over the Bills Steelers game, but um, I have the bills winning uh, against the Steelers. Um, I have, I have Kansas city beating Miami. I think it's too cold and they're too depleted to even really do anything against Patrick Mahomes and that, you know, at, at least on defensive side of things, they are getting back Mostert. Um, I know they did just sign what Justin Houston and uh, Bruce Irvin. Yep. So, I mean, we'll definitely we'll definitely see what they can do, what they can bring there. But I think Kansas City is just too much for them as well. Uh, and I think the uh, I think the Browns beat the beat the Texans. Um, so that would mean the following week it would be um, it would be Baltimore, Cleveland, 
and Kansas City finally coming into Buffalo. Um, and I'll, I'll let you do the NFC side. Okay. Yeah, I have, I have Dallas beating Green Bay. I have Detroit beating the Rams in a close game. I feel like Matthew Stafford is going to play his heart out. He wants to beat his former team in the playoffs. But you I, know, have, an there. I have an upset there. I have an upset there. I have the Rams beating the beating the Lions. I really do. Um, I think that the Rams with Cooper Cup, with Nakua, still with the defense that they have that stepped up with Kyron Williams as their running back. I just I, I don't think there's really much that um, you know Dan Campbell's team can do to stop their offense if they're going, and especially with with uh, Stafford coming into the place where he got traded from. I, you know, wow. Like that's gonna be a that's gonna be a heck of a game itself. So um, go ahead. And, and then I do have Philadelphia bouncing back and beating Tampa Bay last Sunday. You know, Tampa looked kind of average against Carolina, which I thought that was a game Tampa Bay could have won big, but they couldn't. Mm-hmm. I do, and with Jalen Hurts' playoff experience, I do see them winning this game. So you had what? You had Cowboys, you had Lions, and you had uh, Eagles. Philly. Yep. So, I mean, that's basically what I had besides I had the Rams going over top of the Lions. So um, so that would basically mean, what, the 49ers play the Eagles? Yep. And then um, the Cowboys play the uh, the, uh, um, the, Lions. the Lions. Yes. Yeah. A rematch so, I mean, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Those will definitely be some games, some good games as well. So um, I'm excited to see this weekend of playoff football. Super card, uh, super wild card weekend is definitely definitely going to be a fun time this weekend. Um, definitely, if you guys have any any uh, you know questions or comments or anything like that, definitely shoot them over to us here or on Twitter or anything like that, and we'll, we'll try and answer them as we can for you. So um, now, with that being said, I do want to kind of move into. Um, the crux of why everybody is here, it, it, you know, going over the Steelers game and things like that. But before we do that, I do want to go over the, um, the 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 Twitter poll, the the Super Wildcard Weekend Twitter poll. Okay, yeah, we put out a poll yesterday, which said who will have the most impact Sunday for the Bills on Wildcard Weekend: Stefan Diggs, Dalton Kincaid, Ed Oliver, and Terrell Bernard. Out of 189 total votes, Dalton Kincaid. One with 33% of the votes. Stefan Diggs had 23% of the votes. Ed Oliver had 31% of the votes, 2% less than Dalton Kincaid. And Terrell Bernard had 13%. I so, myself voted for Dalton Kincaid. I voted for Ed Oliver personally. So um, just because I think he's going to be able to have a, a good game against their offensive line. Um, I think he's going to cause a lot of penetration up the middle. Um you know, against Mason Rudolph. So I thought, I think that he's going to have a really good game. Um, but Dalton Kincaid on offense, I think he's probably going to be the best offensive weapon we have between him and Shakir um, in the slots because the Steelers don't do well covering over the middle. That, that no. is one thing that you can, you can, you know, watch this game and watch it back. If, you know, if the Bills win, when the Bills win, um, most likely you're going to see a lot of those things over the middle um, to Kincaid, Shakir, um, I'm sure they'll try and move digs and, you know, get him on some different matchups to get him working. Um, so we'll definitely, we'll definitely see it. And, it, it, you know, I, I, I want to see who's going to be the, the Gabe Davis replacement because it, the injury from last week, it, it just, it doesn't seem like he's going to play. And I know the bills put it out that he's got like a grade two PCL or whatever or sprain PCL. Yep. So that's definitely, you know, unfortunate for him. Um, and before we get into the game itself, uh, we do have the, you know, the injury report. Um, major one or m- main ones I want to I want to go over real quickly. Um, Ty Johnson, who took that that let's call it what it is a cheap hit, you know, lowering the head, hit, cheap hit. Yep, got him a concussion. Um, he's in limited per, uh, uh, limited practice, um, and he has, you know, he has a concussion. Um, Dawson Knox and Deontay Hardy did not practice today, but uh, Knox was a, a Knox and Dawkins were illness, and Hardy was personal. Um, Von Miller had a vet, vet rest day. Um, Micah Hyde and uh, had a, a you know on on there with his neck. He was full full, part, full participation. 
Um, and Leonard Floyd was back to full participation after he had the vet rest day yesterday. Um, but again, the four major ones, Gabe Davis, Tyrell Dodson, Rasul Douglas, and Taylor Rapp, all, again, did not participate, uh, you know, on the practice field. Um, yesterday, they listed Tyrell Dodson as a limited participant, uh, but it was just a walkthrough. So as far as that goes, I, you know, those are four big losses to this team. Um, whether whether I thought that Tyrell Dodson was playing well or not, PFF did have him graded as what the best linebacker in the AFC. Yes, they did. I mean, that's 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 pretty good right. company to be with, and oh, you yeah. know that that could potentially be a huge loss to the Bills. Now they do have Balen Spector that stepped in. They you know he did look good in his his time at least against you know running plays, but again. When he stepped in, you're only talking 17 plays. They only ran 17 plays in the, and maybe a couple other ones, um, you know, in the first half. So, as far as Balen Spector goes, he'll have a full week of practice. Um, I don't know if he's going to be starting. I don't know if uh, AJ Klein's going to be called up because um, he just got re-signed to the practice squad today. Um, we'll definitely have to see. <clears throat> But going to the Steelers, the big one, and yes. the big one is going to be T.J. Watt, and he's already been ruled out for the week. He has a grade three um, MCL sprain, uh, which is typically grade three is typically a part, uh, fully torn um, MCL uh, or the ligaments in the in the in the knee. So that's their their big one. I don't see really too much else on here that's of concern to them. Um, Patrick Peterson had a uh, you know limited practice yesterday or limited participation yesterday, and then today it looks like he's resting. Um, Najee Harris yesterday with the knee did not participate, but he was full full today. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick has been full both days, um, and other than that, there really isn't anything anything else to go over. But the major thing that I wanted to go over real quick, Pat, is um, T.J. Watt. So I wanted to kind of kind of go over some Josh Allen stats. Um, as far as what he's done against the Steelers um, and okay. then what he's done with when they didn't have J.J. Watt playing because it is it is a big discrepancy. Um, so Josh Allen, when he's – well, first and foremost, against the Steelers in general, he is averaging 268 yards a game, two, uh, two passing touchdowns a game. He's averaging um, 0.75 of an interception per game. Um, he's averaging 36 and a half rush yards per game, uh, and he's he's um, getting 0.25 of a uh, rush touchdown per game, and he's averaging uh, 89.1 uh, passer rating. Which, and then also he's averaging that breaks down to 2.25 touchdowns per game, and he has a three and one record against against the um, against the Steelers. Now for the big thing. With T.J. Watt in there, Josh Allen's only averaging 215 yards per game, passing yards per game. Um, he's only averaging one one and a third touchdowns per game, passing touchdowns a game. Um, he's averaging a little bit, little bit less on the interceptions, um, 0.66 uh, per game. He's averaging a little bit less on the rush yards per game at 33 and a third, uh, but the major one is the is the uh, the passing yards and the uh, the, the the passer rating, seventy three point nine, and he's looking at one point six six one and two thirds touchdown per game, and he, they do have a two and one record against them um, when he when they're playing against T.J. Watt. Now, Josh Allen, the only play that he, the only time he's not played against you know with T.J. Watt on the other side. He had 424 yards passing, four touchdowns, one interception, 42 rush yards, and 134.1 passer rating. So that T.J. Watt uh, injury is a huge, huge loss, huge loss, because what it comes down to for the Steelers on their side, on the defensive side, um, he's basically their best player. Like they're, no he's like the it. quarterback for the defense, and he's their best player. Um, there's really nothing more you could say say about that. Whenever, um... yeah, and I believe the Steelers are one in ten when TJ Watt does not play. 
the last couple yes, of years? Yes, correct. Correct. When he's not playing, they are one in 10. But against the Bills last year, he the, the, the team itself had zero sacks and one quarterback hit. That's it. Now they are they are averaging one point uh, one and two thirds of a sack per game. They are averaging six um, six uh, six quarterback hits at 0.83. Uh, or I'm sorry, and TJ Watt is averaging 0.83 sacks and 1.66 quarterback hits per game. And that's not that's to say what else he does for the. Uh, the other guys on the other side. Now you got like Alex Highsmith, who's got to rush without a TJ Watt on the other side. Yes, they stu- still do have Cam Hayward in the middle um, as a defensive tackle, and I- I'm interested to see what the Bills um, what the Bills want to do against him. Whether you know he goes right up against um, right up against uh, uh, like Torrance, or um, if he stays on the McGovern side, or if they, the Steelers kind of you know go back and forth with him. So what are your thoughts on on that stuff that we just we that I just talked about? Yeah, them being without TJ Watts gonna be huge. That's a huge loss for them. I believe he leads the NFL in sacks. He opens up everything else. You know, he takes some of the pressure off Alex Highsmith, a Cam Hayward, because he takes the double teams. And with not with that defensive line not having TJ Watt and our offensive line that has been good this year. To not have that premier pass rusher is going to be very, very challenging for them. Because Josh Allen, you know, he can dance around in the pocket and then take off. So it's going to be a huge loss for them. I just don't know how you can get constant pressure when you don't have T.J. Watt in the lineup. I'm just not sure. Then to lead into that... Our last matchup against the Pittsburgh Steelers, we won 38-3. And T.J. Watt did not play in that one. Mm-hmm. Now, with the weather, you know, it's supposed to be like, what, 40-mile-per-hour wind gusts? Yeah, it's it's supposed to be 20 to 40-mile-an-hour winds. Um, precipitation around game time is only about 25%. So, I mean, we'll definitely definitely have to see what it's going to be when, you know, on that day. Cause nobody, you know, it's Buffalo wait 15 minutes and the weather will change, you know, right. But we'll definitely, definitely have to see, see that as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, go ahead and keep going. Okay. Yeah. I think I'll start offensively. I think we can put that whole narrative to bed that Stefan Diggs is hurt. He had seven receptions for 87 yards. Cleo Shakir last week had, I believe it was six receptions for 105. Yes which his game against Pittsburgh last week, last year, he put up over 100. So I think we couldn't be in for another Khalil Shakir game. Me personally, I believe with Pittsburgh not having TJ Watt, you're going to see us tack over the middle of the field where Pittsburgh has struggled this year against Baltimore's backups. They struggled over the middle of the field. They're constantly swapping guys in and out mm-hmm. to try to see who can stop over the middle of the field. So I think this could be a game where we see Dawson Kincaid and Dawson Knox lead the team in yards and receptions in this game. Yeah, and real quickly, I just want to go back to the the offensive line um, before that I had the uh, technical difficulty there. Um, (laughs) But I was uh, trying to get to um, some offensive stats as far as, um, as far as, um, you know, the offensive line and, you know, like I said, zero, zero sacks, one quarterback hit. It was basically our offensive line this year minus two positions. So you had you had Spencer Brown, you had Mitch Morris, you had. Um, I'm gonna have to Deion. shut that off. Neighbors are playing. <laughs> Deion <laughs> um, Dawkins. Deion Dawkins and, and Ryan Bates. So as far as that goes, you you had three of the five guys playing, and you added. A, a McGovern, who's played very, very well in pass very blocking. Well. Um, you've had, and then you had uh, Torrance, who he's kind of hit at this point a rookie. I don't want to call it a wall, but you know he's so used to playing twelve games a year right. in college. Got to get used to the eighteen game season plus playoffs and everything like that. So um, you're going to see basically the same offensive line in there with two, I think, better pieces. 
So we'll definitely Agreed. definitely have to see there um, as far as as far as how Torrance does this weekend. Um, but other than other than him, I think I think the Bills are going to be able to you know shut down the, the 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 pass rush from the Steelers again. I agree. I totally agree. I think this is a game where we attack the middle of the field. We get the play action going. You know, we because James Cook last week had 13 carries for 36 yards. He averaged 2.2.8 yards per carry. I believe we'll see more rush attempts this week and more yards because the weather. You know, if it does get bad, you know we can't expect Josh to throw the ball 35, 40 times in that, especially if the gusts are up to 40. I know he did it a couple years ago in 2021, but still Pittsburgh's defense, they're ball hawks. Let's be let's be honest. Minka yeah, we don't want Josh put, Yeah, we don't want Josh putting the ball in, in harm's way, especially in a playoff game like it is um gonna be on Sunday. So as far as as far as the things that that they're gonna do, I I, I agree with you to a point, but it's really gonna come down to weather. And you know, I hope I hope Joe Brady you know, goes into the game with two different game plans because we saw what happened last year when Ken Dorsey only had one one game plan and they stuck to it because it's, you know, like I said, it's Buffalo. Wait 15 minutes, right. the weather will change. He had one game plan going in there and they came out flat against the, uh, against the Bengals and we ended up losing that game. So, I mean, do you think that – there, he's going to. What do you think he's going to do if it, if the weather is bad, as bad as they, as far as the wind goes? I'm not really worried about snow because you know snow falls, it sticks, they'll get it cleared off, whatever. You know you can still run in that. You can still, you know, as an offense, you know what you're doing, so it puts the defensive backs at a at a a weakness there. So, but if it's if the winds are high and it's 40 mile an hour winds. What do you think they're going to do as far as the offense goes? Well, obviously, I think we're going to run the ball in that case. But with Joe Brady, he's somebody who features his running backs and his tight ends in the passing game a lot. So I expect to see a lot of short passes, maybe a few wide receiver screens at the line of scrimmage, a lot of short passes. and Just dink and dunk your way up the field. Like You might see James Cook have 10 receptions if it does get to that case, does get to that point. Yeah, my, my feeling on it is I, I think Josh is going to uh, – his legs are going to be a big factor this week. Agreed. Um, because you're not going to have T.J. Watt over there, so you're going to – you know, you run it – you run it – run the ball at Alex Highsmith. Um, you do a lot of those, you know, those hop plays where, where jo, you know, James Cook or Fournette or Murray or Ty Johnson, whoever's playing, whoever's on the field, you know, you have them switch sides, um, you know, and, and, and run – the opposite way. So it really comes down to what, what the weather is going to look like and what the game plan is going to be. I mean, if the, if the weather's decent, it's only cold, there's no real wind. I can see this being a 38 to three type game again, 38. Um, but with the weather, the way it is, or the way it's most likely going to be, you're probably only going to see it being 24, 14, 24, 10, um, you know, Buffalo, uh, that's, you know, definitely not my score prediction personally, but I really think that that you're going to see, that's probably where you're going to be around, um, as far as, as far as, um, points go. Now, <clears throat> how do you feel like the game's going to go? I feel like the, the Steelers are going to feel not having TJ Watt out there. I think it's just gonna be like the Miami game last week. They're not really going to have an, an uh, answer for our offense. One thing I do want to note, though, is Patrick Peterson does have four career interceptions against Josh Allen. Two with Minnesota yeah, last that's, week. Two. Yeah, that's that's Arizona one of the only things that does. Yeah, that's the only thing that does scare me on their defense right now is Patrick Peterson because for whatever reason he he reads he he reads offenses very well. He knows well. where he's been in the league long enough. He, he's seen like everything, and he can. He can kind of go through it and see what Josh is, um, Josh is, Josh is kind of thinking, you right. know. So and and process those things before. So they have to kind of disguise some things on offense to keep him at bay as well. And and I think that you know the biggest thing that they can do with that is to 
have Shakir over the middle, Dalton Kincaid over the middle, Knox on, you know, short out routes or, or, you know, flat routes or dig routes or anything like that. So there, there's a lot of, a lot of things that they can do to, you know, not only dink and dunk down the field, but have Josh have, have that outlet that he can hit if, if he wants to, or if he, you know, because I, I think he needs to take what the defense gives him in this game. He's not going to have, you know, watch it comes to it. He's had, he has 424 yards again, but he's not going to have 424 yards again this week. I, I truly believe that because not only I think is going to, the wind is going to be a factor. And I think Josh has a cannon for an arm, but when you get that swirling wind in there, you, you saw it. He, he was able to throw the, you know, against new England back in what, 2020, 2020 or 2021. When we had that yep. huge, when we had that huge win game and, you know, in Mac Jones rookie year, he went two for three and they pounded the ball the rest of the game. So, and they, they won that way. Josh put a 60 yard, you know, basically dime right almost in Diggs's hands or Davis's hands. I can't remember who the receiver was at this, at, at this point, but he dropped it right in, in there for him, but the wind moved it. Yeah. So it, that's the tough thing is you can cut it through the wind, but when the receiver's going to catch the ball, they got to, you know, kind of know where the ball is. So with that being said, what, what other things do you think is going to happen in this game? Cause I, I'll be honest with you. I, I grew up a Steelers fan. I grew up a Bills fan. You know, I, I started, you know, my life here in here in Buffalo and then moved to Pittsburgh, always, you know, bled red, white, and blue. But when I couldn't, because I couldn't watch the Bills games because you'd have a Steelers game on at the same time the Bills were on, you, I ended up watching the Steelers and, and you, you kind of get used to seeing those things. But I still, you know, think the Bills are, the Bills are number one. Bills are absolutely number one, but this is going to be a fun game for myself because I'm watching two of my favorite teams go at it. Obviously, the Bills number one, but I think the Bills are going to come out way on top on this one. Um, as far as as far as score prediction goes, I personally think it's going to be twenty-eight to fourteen. Okay. I mean, go ahead, Pat. To the defensive side of the ball, I feel like we are. Our biggest game plan is going to be shut down the run. You know, don't miss tackles. Jalen Warren breaks a lot of tackles. That They have Najee Harris, a 1,000-yard rusher. So what I would do is shut down the running game. If we have to stack the box, make Mason Rudolph beat you with his arm. And I do see a question down in the comments. What's the update with Douglas and Davis? Both of them have been DNPs the last two days of practice. Yep, which so, probably probably means they're most likely going to be out unless they get some practice in tomorrow. But um, with the um, with the news on Davis coming out earlier in the week with a PCL sprain, uh, you're probably not going to see him this weekend. The only player that I, I would expect uh, that I might lean towards playing rather than sitting would be Taylor Rapp in those in those four out of the, the four big ones that hurt that that got hurt last week. So. Um, expect to see Dane Jackson. I expect to see Kyer Elam, you know, unless something, unless some miracle happens with Douglas. Right. So maybe he pops up limited tomorrow and it puts, it makes him questionable for Sunday, but let's not forget Dane Jackson is not somebody who hasn't, it's not, he has not had playing time. He has had playing time with us the last two years, meaningful snaps, especially this year. He, him and Benford, Went up against Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Yeah, I mean, it's look at like, look at just the last. Yeah, just look at the last game that that play he made on third and whatever it was against Tyreek Hill. Ran yeah. right with him and and knocked the ball away from him. You know, right. unfortunately on the on the final drive he took a pass interference call, but that pass interference call was probably the best thing to happen to the Bills because I think Tyreek scores on that if he if he catches that ball. So agreed. So if he doesn't take that take that holding or pass interference or whatever they ended up calling. I think I think Tyreek scores, and you're now talking to the did the did the uh, Dolphins need to go for two there, or did they not? So um, I'm glad that he's he's there. He's always solid for them for the Bills, but we'll definitely see. I mean, you know, he's always he always seems to be in the right position on things as well. So um, always, 
with that being said, what are your what, what's your score prediction and how you feel the game's going to go? I feel like the game's going to be in our hand. I feel like we're going to have control in this one. I feel like Mason Rudolph's finally going to hit that wall he hasn't hit this year. You know, he's been good this year. I have a feeling just the way we disguise everything defensively, just McDermott's going to have a masterclass on defense. He's going to have a masterclass on defense. We're going to shut down the running game, and their offense is not going to be able to keep up with our offense. So I have us winning 31-17. to 17. I just feel like they won't be able to put up the, you know, they won't be able to put up 31 points. And, you know, it's the playoffs. We're used to it. Mason Rudolph is not. So let me let me ask you this way then. So is 31-17 your score without the weather? Or is yes. that with the weather included? That's with like, you know, just just doable weather, you know, where it's not too bad. Does but your, if does the weather, your score prediction does your score prediction change if the weather is bad? Yeah. I see us maybe winning 24 to 13. I, I still think Pittsburgh stays somewhere in that 13 to 17 point range. And we're yeah. just too I mean, experienced. We're at home. We we mm-hmm. had the experience with this. And what the Bills are what seven and one this year at home? Yes, seven and one. And you know, as far as as far as the defense lately, McDermott has only on the five game winning streak is what only given up no more than seventeen points a game. I believe I believe so. Yeah, because you had what yeah. you had you had uh, da- Dallas was three, uh, Kansas City was seventeen, or I'm sorry, Dallas was ten, Kansas City was seventeen. Um, the Chargers New England was, was New England was twenty one, Chargers was twenty two. So he's averaging, I think, is what it was, is no more than 17. Right. So averaging. That was my bad. I said that wrong. So, but with that being said, I I truly think that, um, you know, and now what are your keys to victory this week, Pat? My keys to victory are keep disguising your defense. Keep disguising your defense and constant pressure for my first key to victory. My second key to victory is no turnovers. We don't want this to be a situation where this is a close game going into the fourth quarter because that's the way Pittsburgh would want it. They want this game close into the fourth quarter. And my last key to victory is control the win in the trenches, both sides of the ball. You know, don't let Pittsburgh's defensive line get going on our offensive line. And we need our defensive line to have constant pressure against Mason Rudolph. Get him off his timing. And I do see this being because we are five and one against playoff teams as well. Yes, I just no, want to throw that's, that out. There. That's really that's a really big thing to to know is the Bills are five and one against the better competition, and that's that's right. huge for them. So, with that being said, um, give me some final takeaways while I'm pulling up everything for the uh, the, okay. the, the the Buffalo basement parlay. Yeah, um, I do think Buffalo will attack the middle of the field, which we saw last week. Pittsburgh struggled guarding the middle of the field. I do think Joey Porter, if he is on Stefan Diggs, he's not going to be able to keep up with Stefan Diggs. There's not a lot of corners that can. And I think this is the week Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen hit on that deep ball. It's been four weeks. They're, they're trying well, to hit on it. He did. He did hit a deep ball last week to Stefan Diggs. That's right. He did hit it. Yes, he, he did, did hit one uh, to Stefan Diggs against Miami. So that was, and that was a beautiful catch by uh, beautiful. By Diggs. Beautiful throw by Josh, too. Oh, yeah. I think this is a game where our defense just looks good, just like how it did last week against Miami. Our defense is just going to be too much for Pittsburgh to handle. And with that, I, I also agree. My major key to the game, again, is to just find a way at this point. <laughs> just find a way. It doesn't it doesn't matter. Um at this point we can sit here and talk all week. You know, this is the fun thing about, you know, podcasts and 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 audio audio uh, you know, audio things and and everything. We we can sit here as, you know, fans, as podcasters, as whatever and talk about it all week. But let's get to Sunday. Let's let's see the Bills put this together and let's see them come out with a victory. Just find a yep, way. Let's just find a way. So, Win by one. One of our favorite lines, win by one, win by 50. It Just win. It's the same result. Win and move on. That's all we have to yep. do Sunday from heat for the next four weeks. Yep. Yep. And like they said, four more. 
Four more. Four more. That's it. That's all that it is. So with that being said, we want to thank everybody for watching. We're going to go into the Buffalo Basement um, podcast or Buffalo Basement Parlay uh, that is presented to you to everybody from Ilya Apollo's. Definitely check them out. And Pat, who's our other sponsor? Sons of Eries at www.sonsoferies.com. And definitely don't forget to check out our giveaway on uh, yes. the Buffalo Basement Twitter uh, Twitter feed. Uh, definitely check that out. Um, it's a 25% uh, coupon for um, your order at sonsofeerie.com. So definitely check that out. Definitely answer that. And, uh, you know, hopefully come through with the right answer. And whoever comes through with the right answer um, or the people that come through with the right answer will be put into a wheel and, and that'll be spun. And um, we will we will do that after the Bills game on Sunday. So um, with that being said, let's go into the Buffalo Basin Parlay. And like I said, it, it kind of has, has worked for us. You know, we'll do um, passing props first. Um, Josh okay. Allen or Mason Rudolph? Let's do Josh Allen. Okay. As always. Josh Allen, Josh Allen right now is 213 and a half over under. I'm going to go with the over. Okay. All right. And just real quickly, I uh, just want to let you know, he has only missed that one time against the Steelers. And that was his. And that was the 2019 year, his first year when he played the Steelers. He had 139 yards. That's it. So um, that's definitely definitely seems to be a good 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 wager there. Um, do we want to do passing TDs or move on to receiving? Let's do receiving. Okay. So we have. Um, I'll read all, all the players listed here. We have Diggs, Cook, Kincaid, Johnson, Pickens. Fryermuth, Warren, Harris, and Robinson. Let's do Kincaid and Diggs. All right, we want to do Kincaid and Diggs. So Diggs is over 61 and a half. Can you hear me? Did you hear me? Yeah, over 61 and a half. I can't hear you. Over 61 and a half. 61 and a half for Stefan Diggs? Yep, over 61 and a half. Ooh. I'm going to go with the over, actually. Okay. I feel we might try to get Stefan Diggs the ball over the middle of the field. And Kincaid, 34 and a half. Over. Okay. All right, we'll go to rushing. Okay. Uh, you have Harris, Cook, Allen, Rudolph, and Warren. Choose one or two. Just one. Okay, let's go with Josh Allen. Okay, 38 and a half. I'm going with the over. I think you said it best earlier. This is the game where Josh Allen's going to have to use his legs a bit. Now, his last two games against the Steelers, he had 42 and 44, but he does average only 36 and a half against the Steelers. But because of the weather, I, I do think that's probably a really good bet for him to go over on that because he's going to need to have he's going to need to have a good game with his legs on that. So, um, and then the last one we're going to go with a um, a touchdown score. Okay. Uh, pick a player. Dalton Kincaid. All right. Let's see Dalton Kincaid here. Dalton Kincaid is plus three thirty, um, bringing our five, our um, five leg parlay up to plus twenty four forty one, which is twenty four to one odds. Um, so basically, ten dollars would win you two hundred and forty four seventeen. So definitely, um, definitely a good a good a good one, and I'll post that on our Twitter feed as well. Definitely check that out um, and. You know, at this point right now, go Bills. Um, go you Bills. Know, we we want to thank everybody that's, you know, stopped by to check us out. Anybody who's going to rewatch it um, later on. Um, definitely want to thank everybody for for tuning in um, and and the rewatch as well. And definitely, uh, definitely check out all, all the other shows on the Built and Bug. Um, you know, we got Witty Not Funny coming up after us here at 830. Uh, we have uh, uh, the Going Deep Buffalo show on uh, our podcast on Wednesdays at 7 and all the other great shows. Um, you know, de definitely check out the one, especially from Peter DiBiase and also, um, for, you know, with Lance, uh, Lance, Lance as well. So definitely check those out. 
And uh, we want to thank everybody and also thank our sponsors, Elio DePalos and Sons of Erie. Definitely check them out. Elio DePalos, um, again, they are at 3785 South Park Avenue in Blaisdell. Uh, definitely check them out. They do have some of the best food I've ever had in my life. So definitely check them out. And Sons of Erie as well, www.sonsoferie.com. And finally, Pat, thank you again for joining me no um, as always. And uh, go Bills. Go Bills. All right. We'll see everybody next week at Thursday at 7. See you next week. <laughs>